You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, September 17th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Let's get right down to business, Jay Book. Who do you think is going to call the defense for Ohio State tomorrow against Tulsa? I think it's going to be Al Washington, Dave. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he was retained is to help him uh, kind of flourish in that role because he was going to be the defensive coordinator at Tennessee Ohio State gave him a tremendous pay bump and uh, added duties. And part of the added duties is to be more involved with the defense. So I think the time is now for him to step up if the changes are going to be made. Now, with that being said, if Larry Johnson is the guy that calls the defense, I would not be surprised at all. But I think the ship has sailed on Kerry Combs. The way Ryan Day came out in the press conference in his coaches show tells me that there's going to be a lot of changes, uh, including uh, Kerry Combs potentially going upstairs to the booth, which I think is a reality here. Why do you say Al Washington? I got the impression that yesterday Ryan Day was kind of hinting it might be Matt Barnes who might be calling the defense. I mean, that that's a possibility there because Matt Barnes is a guy who had previous experience. But I just look back at the offseason and one of the – things that they really talked about is getting him more involved with with calling the defense and he was going to leave Ohio State to call a defense in the SEC so if they're if they're truly willing to try to lay that platform for him to grow as a coach I I think they they may give him a shot but what do I know I mean this could be a a total collaborative effort but it's sad that the defense has really come down to this point to where we don't even know who's going to call the defense and we've been following Ohio State football for years and the the defense is is in such shambles right now that any one of the the position coaches right now probably could do a better job than what we have seen so far out of Kerry Combs. You're so right when you just take a few steps back like we're so just into like the the mush right now when you take a few steps back it's like oh my gosh, we're in week three and we're like, who's calling the defense? That's, that is completely bizarre. That is not how it's supposed to go. So let me ask you this. Can the, who, whoever ends up calling the defense, whoever ends up taking over the defensive coordinator, whether it's Kerry Combs keeps it, whether it's Matt Barnes, Al Washington, if Paul Rhodes has a bigger role, whatever happens, in your opinion, with the personnel they have and the coaching they have, can this defense be fixed? I don't know if it can be fixed. I mean, this is a, it's look like it's a long-term problem because as Ryan Day has mentioned, it's not just a one game type of situation. It's an ongoing issue. Can they be better? That I will say yes, because they've been so bad so far early on when it comes to technique guys out of position, linebackers, not triggering 
uh, not uh, cracking replacing whenever uh, a crackback is coming. Wide receivers not recognizing if it's a crackback or it's a, a route. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, cornerbacks and cornerbacks guarding um, guys who are uh, ineligible. And, and it's just a whole bevy of things, Dave. And it's been so bad. I think that the only way that they're going to go is up. I do think that they're going to uh, mix in some zone, which will help these guys, uh, along with having more of a two deep safety instead of the one high safety look. I think that's going to be key. I think you're really going to see a, a fire lit under the butt of the players because if you're to believe what the rumors are, there's going to be guys getting replaced. You're going to see guys moving around, getting a shot to see what they can do. The, the time is now with Tulsa and Akron coming up on the schedule before you get into the Big Ten schedule to really start seeing what you can actually do in experimenting. I, I truly believe that we're going to see uh, a different defense as far as what we're used to seeing over the last couple games. And hopefully things work out because it's going to be a work in progress. These guys are learning on the fly. Uh, it's going to take a lot of film, a lot of film study, a lot of X's and O's studies on the whiteboard. Um, they're going to make mistakes. But the thing that I want to see is don't be so soft. The, the defense has looked incredibly soft. The football has been ran down their throat the last several games. Even if they make mistakes, I can live with those guys making mistakes if they are showing max effort and they're going out here and knocking people on their butt. But we haven't seen that over the last two weeks. So hopefully we can get that uh, and start building towards something uh, more respectable as we head into the Big Ten season. Very well said. Let's talk personnel changes on defense, possible personnel changes. As we broke on Bucknuts earlier this week, Ryan Watts has moved to safety. He's going to be in the mix at that uh, free safety spot. You know, if it's single high or if they go with two safeties, you know, that free safety or if it's just the single high is uh, you got Bryson Shaw there right now. It doesn't look like he's ready to play uh, to be a starter to me. Um, great kid. Doesn't look like he's ready to be a, a starter for an Ohio State defense. Marcus Hooker. We'll see. I mean, I, I think one of the reasons maybe he didn't play a lot those first two games, not that he it was a secret suspension because he was out there on special teams. If it was a suspension, he just wouldn't have been playing. Um, but he does have experience there. So. I like them. At least the Buckeyes have Marcus Hooker there. That Josh Proctor injury, man, is just a that's a killer. I think he's going to have a huge year. But I think Ryan Watts could be a good fit there. Um, your thoughts on Ryan Watts? And maybe do you see any other personnel changes coming on defense? Yeah, Ryan Watts is an interesting guy. I don't know if he has ever played a safety position. He definitely has the range and a body type to be a safety. I thought he played really well in the Minnesota game. We didn't see him the next week against Oregon, which is odd considering they played 26 different guys on defense. And Ryan Watt, I thought, was one of your, your best defensive players in week one. Um, so I'm curious to see how he does. It's going to be a learning curve for him. And I think that if if he gets enough practice reps, get him some, get his feet wet in the games, you can see him make some noise. I wouldn't mind seeing Laketon Ransom back there because he's a natural safety. He always said that if they need him to do that, he could. Coming out of Tucson um, in high school, you know, he was a, a gifted safety there. So I wouldn't mind seeing him back there. I just don't think Bryson Shaw has it, has what it takes to play at this level right now at Ohio State. Not saying that he can't get better. But from what I what I've seen so far, I don't think that he's ready to play at this on this stage. Um, so they're going to be mixing and matching. It's kind of concerning that 
you know, we're, we're in the middle of the season and you're experimenting with guys who haven't played that position. So right now, Ohio State Nation, they have to cross their fingers that a coaching staff who has struggled so far getting their guys ready to play, getting their guys in the best position to play and be successful are going to be able to teach guys on the fly how to play different how to play different positions. So I'm in a wait and see mode, Dave. I mean, I, I truly believe the talent is there. I don't think the scheme is putting them in the best position. And I've been talking to, you know, former players all throughout the week. And those guys have basically basically said that, yeah, there are major issues with the scheme, but you also have guys that are not performing at a, an elite level or even a Hollis, Ohio State uh, quality type of level. Those guys are not they are not performing to the standards of the silver bullets. And I think that the time is now for them to rise up because if they're not going to do it against, if they're not going to do it against uh, Akron or Tulsa, then it's not going to happen. Let's look at the offense. What are your thoughts so far on CJ Stroud and the offense in general? Yeah, I, I think is uh, CJ Stroud's a guy that he's playing at a high level. Obviously he's going to make some mistakes being a freshman never having any time of big-time college football experience. But if you'd have told me going into the season that C.J. Stroud would be freshman of the week, two weeks in a row, everybody would have been high-fiving. But you have a certain segment of the fan base that have been really critical of him, calling for the other guys to come in. And I just tell people to relax. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to overthrow the football um, at times. But as he gets better and he settles in, He's going to be a heck of a college football quarterback. The offense has to help him out, and Ryan Day has to help him out. They can't abandon the running game as much. When you're asking your uh, freshman quarterback to throw it 50 times in the game, uh, you're setting him up to fail at times. So I think that they have to be patient. Uh, the offensive line has to continue to get better in the run game there because I thought that Oregon's defensive front, even missing their best guys, uh, ticket to our offensive line, so they have to play at a better, uh, a higher level. Uh, but CJ Stroud, he he he's a heck of a quarterback. And at one point, he was like 16 for 17 with his throws in that Oregon game, and that tells me that is that is a guy with a really high ceiling. I would like to see some of the wide receivers rotate in more. I think Julian Fleming has only played 13 snaps over the uh, over the last two games, so I think. Some of those younger wide receivers these next two weeks will have an opportunity to shine. But I I tip my cap to Tony Alford because I have been saying for the longest period of time, your two best guys at running back is Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. And those were the two backs in the game against Oregon. I don't even think Master T even touched the field. Um, so I, I tip it. To, I give him the tip of the cap for playing his best players at the running back position. But <clears throat> The thing that the offense has to do, the most important thing for me, Dave, is they have to start fast. They have to score points in the first half. And if they can do that and they jump out on people, it will help the defense immensely because if you're up 14 nothing, 21 nothing, then you don't have to worry about teams pounding the football down your throat on your defense because at that point you know what's going to happen. Teams are going to have to – throw the football to get back into the game and right now the uh, secondary as far as the corners I think they've been playing really well I thought Cam Brown 
uh, look really good. I think Denzel uh, Burke uh, is a star in the making. So to me, the offense have to take uh, the football and they have to start fast. And if they can do that, it will help out their defense. All right, my friend, brass tacks. I have this one 49-24 tomorrow. Ohio State 49, Tulsa 24. This is not the time you want to play Ohio State. And I think this Tulsa team is actually a good team. They're a good team. Like, they're no pushover at all. But I, I, I believe the defense will be better. I believe the offense is going to keep getting better and better and better. This offense has the potential to be elite. And I can't wait to see what the changes are on defense. But bottom line is I think Ohio State's going to get it done. 49-24, what is your prediction, sir? I have it 56-28, Dave. I think Ryan Day is going to come out with an angry football team. I think they're going to uh, put up a lot of points against Tulsa. I still think the defense, they're going to give up some points. And it's not going to be because guys aren't trying hard. I think it's going to be a situation where they're going to be trying a lot of things. They're going to be having guys playing in positions they may not play before. I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, more playing time from uh, JTT and some of the younger guys uh, in because the guys that they've been playing right now haven't been getting the job done. And what happens when that happens, that means some guys are going to make some mistakes. There's going to be points given up. And then I expect as they continue to get comfortable with the changes that they're making, as we get into the Big Ten season, they continue to get better and better. You have to look at, at this uh, game right here against Tulsa as a building block game. You have to continue to build upon success. You have to find it in an identity on offense as well as defense. And I think it starts against Tulsa. I love it. I can't wait to see this game tomorrow. Thank you very much to Jonah Booker. Great stuff as always from Jay Book. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe we would appreciate that very much if you're listening on apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review that helps a lot thank you very much for tuning in thanks again to jay book thanks to all the listeners hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend let's try the buckeye swag best damn band in the land